Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks. It's good to be back. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for not asking. Uh, so, my name is Howard H. Smith. I am known, well, known, I am the lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain. I'm also a stand-up comedian. The character is Keith Platt, keithplatt.co.uk. Does anybody bother with websites anymore? Just a thought. I also do present The Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. And I also take part in The Reducer podcast. That's where myself and two of my former comedy writing buds, now filmmaker and journalist, the two Daves, Dave Klein and Dave Rothney, we get together about once a month and talk utter shit about everything. I'll put a link for you to listen to that. And there's a new episode on the way once I've finished editing it. Um... So there you go. That's all me, 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 fucking me. There you go. Wow. That's like uh, Matrix Resurrections. There you've seen it. So, um, and thank you very much for the feedback on Movie Bollocks. When anybody, um, you know, it's always cool to say, oh, you know, just seen it, got, got, one, um, got one the other night. Um, and it was a message and it just said, uh, you know, thank you very much for um, uh, recommending. Um, well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to read you the message now. Yeah, I am. From Simon Rash on um, Instagram, who say, got to say thank you, just watched Coming Home in the Dark. Amazing, really enjoyed it. And that is really, really cool um, to hear. But also, if you if you watch something that you're not a fan of, that I thought was good, like to hear about it, always up to hear other people's opinions, you know, um, and, and see a different take on it, it's always interesting. So, um, where to start with the news since last we spoke? Well, um... The big news for me is Meatloaf. Yep, Meatloaf um, passed away. Now, I've got to be honest, this was one of those deaths that um, yeah, didn't come as a huge surprise. He was in his, in his mid-70s. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't have all of his albums and all the rest of it, but I did go and see him in 2003 at Wembley Arena. And, um, and I had, about nine months ago, just got right back into the remastered uh, Bat Out of Hell. Now, um, I am coming up 52 in April, and if you're my age, um, at, at a very informative years, um, Bat Out of Hell was huge, because it was, like, it was legendary for being in the charts longer than anything else, and it was, it was pretty much um, a gateway drug to, to heavier music for, um, for a lot of us from that era. Um, and when you listen to it now, I mean, the length of the songs for a start, how the hell you know, even got in the charts, never mind to number one, and stayed on the charts as long as it did, is amazing. Paradise by the Dashboard Light is still an amazing song. But Out of Hell's... In, in fact, just look, just check out the album. If you remember it from back in the day, it still holds up. Um, and it's probably worth a listen. But I just wanted to sort of say, you know, it, it, guy, the guy's music, that album, Gin Steinman's song, Meatloaf's voice, um, made a huge impression on me and pointed me in a direction of music. Um, well... I'm now here talking to you, doing this podcast, and and you know I doubt that would have happened without the influence of meat, both the artist and the food stuff. Um, so there you go, and it is also one of those one of those deaths where uh, I don't know about you, but I saw a lot of friends on social media going. I, I did a lot of eye rolling at people's statuses. Do you know what I mean? Oh, d- devastated about the death of Meatloaf, really. Well, this is the first I've heard you're even a fucking fan. It just seemed, yeah, just be one of them. But anyway, 
you know what it's like. There's grief hounds out there. You know they're devastated at every fucking devastated. Charlie Watts has died at the at the. Um, uh, you know nobody should die at eighty five. Taken too young. Rest in peace. I think he was 82, 83, but anyway, look, I digress. Um, Right, on to the news, and this is one of my favourite news pieces ever, and it's fuck all to do with metal. Um, It's about Taylor Swift to face trial in Shake It Off copyright case one of her songs shake it off shake it off it's it's um it's pretty fucking mind-numbing uh pop music she wrote it herself well or did she so anyway there was a claim that um her lyrics rip off somebody else and uh, and it's brilliant the uh she's got to fight but the first u.s judge um uh basically the first judge ref- uh, um refused to her uh, uh uh, oh fucking! Hell, I'm making a right old fucking mess of this, aren't I? I do apologise. Um, so she basically, it, a, a US judge, refused Swift, Swift's request to dismiss the case, saying a jury might find that the 2014 um, hit uh, copied lyrics. But the previous judge um, said this. In the early 2000s, popular culture was adequately suffused with the concepts of players and haters to render the phrases players gonna play or haters gonna hate standing on their own no more creative than runners gonna run, drummers gonna drum or swimmers gonna swim. In summation, the concept of actors acting in accordance with their essential nature is not at all creative. It is banal. In sum, the lyrics at issue are too brief, unoriginal and uncreative to warrant protection under the Copyright Act. (laughs) Imagine, right? That was a judge's ruling in favour of Taylor Swift. Basically, she went, look, I shouldn't have to go to court about these lyrics. I didn't copy them. And instead, the judges just said, they're actually so fucking banal and shit. They're not even worth copyright. You can't copyright them. They're so shit. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Anyway, another twat um, has overturned that and now is going to go to court. But I I just love the original judges ruling, which is just fucking class. Um, If you want to read the whole thing, I will put a link um, in the description of the podcast. Um, And it has come to my attention. When I say things like that, right, if you're listening on a streaming service like Spotify or anything like that, especially when you're listening to Movie Bollocks, go to the podcast on the, you know on your app look at the description and you will see all the movies listed and all the links i talk about here are listed in the description so whatever your device whatever app whatever service you're using always go to the description and everything that i tell you about or mention will be there including signing signing up at patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith for some talking bollocks. Select the full bollocks package and you can ask people questions that you've always wanted to ask. You get a radio show, you get a live Zoom podcast once a month. Oh, it's great fun, join. Anyway, it's only like $6 for fuck's sake. Or £5 in real money. <laughs> um, right, next up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking... Corey Taylor says the greatest misconception is that Joey Jordanson and Paul Gray wrote all the music for Slipknot. Now, I've got to be honest, right? I didn't think Paul Gray wrote anything until he died. And then everyone in Slipknot went to great pains to tell us what a great creative force he was and what a massive um, say he had in songwriting. So, um, yeah. That's where that idea, that's where that misconception's come from. The band. Um, 
In other news, ex-Iced Earth singer Matt Barlow says he has spoken to John Schaefer, you know, who's in jail because he was a dickhead um, and broke in to, uh, you know, the American Senate. Um, has spoken to John Schaefer, Schaefer and says he's OK. So there we go. All of us who couldn't give a fuck can stop worrying. Oh, that's right. We weren't. Um, skillets John Cooper. You know what's coming next, don't you? If you're in, if you've seen the news at all, if you're in touch with the current uh, state of metal news, you know that skillets John Cooper. It can only mean one thing, and that is yes, that's right. What has what has he been saying about God next? Right, what he's been saying is music belong music belongs to God. There you go. Um, my vision is this: part of what. Uh, the skillet domino is about to me the culture mandate part of that to me and i know not all christians agree with this by the way but this is just my thing i believe that every area of life every box every nook cranny belongs to christ i believe that rock and roll and the arts does not belong to the devil the devil may have used it he may have twisted it he may have stolen it. i mean it's 2022 why is the man speaking like it's the 18th century for fuck's sake and I'm sorry if you live in North America, but for fuck's sake, why are you so fucking religious in this day and age? Uh, look, my apologies. If you have faith and you find this offensive, well, it's God's fault because apparently he's all over this shit. Yeah. So he's everywhere, including giving cancer to children, creating insects that can only live by burrowing into a child's eye in North Africa. Yep, that's right. He's he's all over everything, according to this. Or maybe that's the devil. That'll be the usual excuse, wouldn't it? Anyway, look, I'm, I'm going into a debate I don't want to get into here because there isn't a debate. But John Skillet, fucking give it a rest, will you? Nobody wants to hear it. I'll tell you what we do want to hear. We want to hear that former death members Rick Ross and Terry Butler are to perform the entire Leprosy album on their summer 2022 US tour. Fucking hell. How I wish I was in the States. Get along to that, motherfuckers. Um, and what's up next? And finally, Bay Area Legends Blind Illusion released a music video, a new song for the first time in 42 years. And... Personally, I would just like to say, well, actually, I'm saddened to say, what a crushing disappointment. Um, my advice, I, I, I wouldn't watch the video if I were you. Just listen to the music. The, the video is a little, uh, it's not very good. Okay. And, um, and uh, music, it, it, it's, it's up to you. Have a listen. I was massively disappointed to the extent where I felt that this is so unrecoverable. I am I am not going to be able to. Well, I'm not interested in the album, really, because um, this, if it's the lead track, is just not painting a pretty picture for me. Um, what is painting a pretty picture for me is the new Billy Talent album. Oh, yes absolutely bloody marvellous um it's really it's i'm really getting into it It, 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 it's it's weird it's it's come at me from a place i wasn't expecting um i'm quite surprised that i i I don't know It, it i took to it straight away uh it's called crisis of faith 11 tracks um just give it a listen if you're into billy talent i'm sure you'll love it um we've also had a new violence track since um since uh we spoke last um 
nothing amazing hasn't blown me away, but I've only listened to it a couple of times. I want to hear the full EP and, and judge it by then. Um, and um, and finally, um, Andy Sneap um, was um, unfortunately um, let go by Judas Priest as a live guitarist. Oh, hang on. No, he's back in the band again. <laughs> All is well with the world. All is right. Judas Priest are a five-piece live, and that's the way it should be, frankly. Mm. And a little gulp of coffee there. So, here we go. It's time for... Albums of 2021 Top 5 That's not not an effect really, is it? I'm not even going to put an effect on that because, um, well, I've got some effects in the database but they're all shit. So, um, yeah, not going to use any of those. Um, what have we got? So, I mean, I'm going to... Here's, here's the... Like the least surprising entry in album in the favorite albums of 2021 top five, it of course is Carcass Torn Arteries. What a fucking album! What an album! It contains riff of the year on the song I can't remember anymore, but sorry, it is fucking amazing. Great album, fantastic production. Check it out if you haven't already, and presuming you have. Okay, uh, next up. Again, won't be any surprise, came out early in the year and it's still there, which proves what a good album it is. Hung in for most of the year, Flotsam and Jetsam, Blood in the Water. What a fantastic album. They have been producing quality, um, up-to-date, classic Flotsam and Jetsam and they continue to do so. It is just an absolute beauty. Absolute beauty. Really, really... um, Oh... Just fantastic. Really is fan-fucking-tastic. Next up, we have um, Turnstile, Glow On. Now, I've I've mentioned this before, the the deft tones of of hardcore. Um, The album is hardcore-ish, but it's produced like a pop album. It's, It's bizarre. It really is. There's all sorts on there for everyone. No matter what kind of music you like, seriously, give the Turnstile album Glow On a whirl, just the once, if necessary. But get, search out some tracks on YouTube, whatever. But give it a go. I'm, you know, th- there is something for everybody. But then again, there might be nothing for anyone. Who knows? Give it a listen. Next up, had him on the podcast, King Buffalo. The uh, the burden of restlessness. I still cannot stop playing this album. Um, there is just something about it. There is just such a um, a cool prog vibe. Um, they're just a three piece. It sounds so lean. I mean, I've got to be honest. I prefer prefer it to the last Tool album. Um, such honest lyrics. Such grounded production. It's you know, it's it's just. A really, really great piece of work. So I urge you to check out King Buffalo, The Burden of Restlessness. And finally, a bit of surprise. One that people, you may not have expected to hear this in my top uh, top five. And that's because um, last time I mentioned it, I wasn't particularly a fan. Well, it is in fact Mastodon Hushed and Grim. Now, I went old school with this motherfucker uh, over Christmas um, I was in HMV for the seven days I was actually out my house before isolating. And um, $7.99 for a double album on CD. I'm having some of that. 
And do you know what? I went old school, as in I got the CD. It forced me to listen to it more. And without doubt, CD1 is better than CD2. But do you know what? If I only just played CD1, high, high quality. So, um, and I'm getting into it more and more and more. So it definitely sits in the top five there. Um, and now and now the also-rans, now the, the nods to um, those who nearly made it into the top five. Um, nods to Exodus, um, Enforced, uh, Cryptosis, Mordred and Dream Theatre. Um, all, you know, all of whom could have been in the top five. It was, it, it, you know, it was, it was... And to be honest, Mastodon is kind of in there because I know it's going to keep growing. Whereas I think I've, I've I've got to where I've got to with those other albums. But Mastodon, it, there's still more music to mine and, and it's it's still coming. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to say that's why that is in the top five. I, I'm, I don't know who I'm actually justifying this to. Seems to be myself. Also, shout out to the remastered Propagandi Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes 20th anniversary. Um, fantastic CD package on um, uh, Fat Rec Chords. Um, great label. Fucking love that label. Brilliant package. Album sounds amazing. It's remixed. It's remastered. Um, huge booklet um, and and loads of tracks. It's just it's just bloody marvellous. If you like your hardcore, that's that's a modern classic. So now to the first interview, and it is with my old friends Pete and Steve. Insert ludicrous stage names here of the all conquering UK hardcore punk crossover sillycore leaders, inventors, lawnmower death. Now, we got together um, a few days ago and we did this on Zoom and we had a right laugh, right? Now, the interview you're going to hear now is the full interview without the Patreon section. Patrons will be the only ones getting that. But I've actually remembered this time. If you want to watch the whole interview, including the Patreon questions, you want to watch the whole thing, um, then you need to go over to the YouTube channel, which is, you know, YouTube, it's at YouTube, and the uh, the, the uh, Talking Bollocks page is Talking Bollocks with a Z instead of an S on the end. Talking Bollocks. So if you want to watch it, there you go. It's, I'm really pleased with myself for remembering this, right? Because normally, as you know, I usually have to put a, a, you know, an addendum in here going, oh, oops, I forgot to mention. Well, I didn't forget this time, did I? So get on it! Um, if you want to see the video, alternatively, you can just listen to the interview with myself and Pete and Steve right now. All right, nothing's perfect. What I should have mentioned is, of course, that they have a brand new album out, Blunt Cutters, um, which you are now going to hear us talking about. I really should have mentioned that, shouldn't I? It's in the description, but it's also, I know, a lot of people don't read the description, so okay, fine. Here it comes, chatting about the new Law Mode Death album, and go. You guys, you could have put an album. I can't believe it. I mean, I'm so you you can't believe it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, but I'm so pleased for you because a, I know how it, I know how it feels. B, I know that it, you know, I remember Steve sending me the demos. Got to be about three years ago. 
Um, <laughs> it was well. It was. It was. We didn't know. We'd never heard of COVID when you sent those demos. No, 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 no. Exactly. No, no. Yeah, and um, uh, and that got me to thinking: was was the pandemic one of those things that made you think? Let, 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 let's let's actually fucking do this. No. no. <laughs> damn! Damn! Right, next question. Next question. Who's the biggest cunt? You two or Kev? I'll tell you how it came about. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the COVID thing at all. That that just happened to be, um, you know, in parallel. It was just a timing thing. That, but Steve had got the demo, um, and then I ended up going to his and demoing, and we got you know full demos. Yeah. With no plan to release, no plan to self-release, that 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 left yeah, us, I think, I, I think that left us stone cold, didn't it? The idea oh, of yeah. self-release. Why, why? Who wants to sit in the package envelope? Well, this so is that, it. That, that wasn't a thing, and and there was no intention of record. I think I seem to remember Steve turning around and saying, oh, "We'll just give it away on the internet." Um, and and that that was probably about as much. We thought we'd just shove the demos out, but they started to sound quite good, um, uh, or we felt they they were sounding quite good. Um, and and so it was stick a toe in toe in the water, and it wasn't overly difficult because it never really is, is it? You know, yeah. Dan Dan Tobin was there. I mean, we we had a couple of false people where we'd spoken to, and some interest in Germany and stuff like that. But you know, it was like going on to a label of the dead uh, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and when Tobin um, sort of said, you better send me the stuff for proper. In fact, it was when he was at Earache, I first sent in the demos. But it was when he'd come out of Earache and was saying, this sort of properly at Cherry Red. Um, and he just turned around and said, let's do it. And, and so obviously it all got legs from that, really. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we had got to a kind of a catch-22 with it because trying to self-produce it was just going nowhere. Because I ain't got a clue what I was doing. Yeah, it was like in the room next to me here, many nights stressing out. Thinking I've got a good mix, I'd send it out, and like Paddy and Parco always give you the thumbs up. Billum always gave me the thumbs down. <laughs> it was like, Pete was kind of like, "Yeah, it sounds good, but it doesn't sound good." And so you had this issue where you were just spinning around in a circle. It was like, "Well, if we're never going to get a get them to a point where everyone's happy, what do we do with them?" So Cherry Red Dissonance coming along was kind of like saved it, really saved it a surprise. Great, yeah, yeah, because it, it 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 probably. It probably would have just stayed on the hard drive or just gone up on sound soundcloud sound kick or whatever it was called yeah just just giving away us yeah this is what we're doing in our bedroom sort of thing i think i think he also does himself a great service um in saying all of that because he'd done a fucking great job with it um and probably had a massive learning curve and yeah, and, 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 and spent too much money <laughs> yeah spent too much money and a year and a half of his life in that box of his um and he did sound great, but yeah, it was probably demo great and and not yeah, there release, was that... not releasable great. They're different things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what it was missing was that consistency between songs that you get when a proper engineer knows what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I'd get one that sound good, and I'd try and mirror that with the next song, and it'd be like sounds completely different. Yeah, I'm in a fucking bedroom, not a proper studio. So yeah, yeah. It, I I think you know what. What was achieved in that format was great, and that's probably what spurred it on. But you know, getting getting the the, the George Martin of thrashing on it really helped because yeah. <laughs> the guy's a genius. Um, he's totally transformed what we sound like but I, I, to, I, I, to the point where I question: Is it really us? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, the piss of us with that was uh, obviously Clancy took it all. And I sent him all the stems and everything else because we tracked it all here, and we thought, you know. 
we're not going to be able to get in the studio. COVID did kind of restrict that. It was like, Absolutely. Yeah. got to track it at home. So that that's kind of what I did. And I sent it to him, and then he comes up and he goes, oh, do you go straight into your interface card or you use the DI box? And I was like, straight to the interface card. Well, you could do it going into a DI. So I had to re-record the whole fucking thing again. Right. <laughs> Which right. was like a, a complete like, pain in the ass, but ultimately yeah. worth it. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I heard then? It was like you remember when you had the Z, ZX eighty one and the tape decks. Yeah. Trying, that's what those those whole sentences sounded like to me. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Yeah. But this is why this is this is why Steve's so great at this stuff because he's really tolerant and he's interested in yeah. that. I, I'm I'm interested in the experience, and I'm interested in the yeah. the output, and I'm interested in what's the next thing, um, yeah. and is it one of those bubbles again? You know, all yeah. those things are what boil my potato. But Steve likes that stuff. You say yeah. that? <laughs> well, I never say that, but you do. You you genuinely seem to learn a lot from the experience. Well, well so- we have, and it's it's kind of opened up for the next one now. We know it works, so. Now, now we're actually we're already starting to write again. We've got three, I think, done. Bloody hell! Can, yeah, I know I can track them. Might only take seventeen years this time. Yeah. This time round. Wow! So yeah, we know it's tracked. We park them up. Once we've got an album's worth, ship them off to Clancy, and he'll polish the turd. So <laughs> it's like great <laughs> truth. But I, I, I mean, it does sound great. I mean, it, it sounds really, really good. And it does you sound know, all right, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It, does. I'll it tell really you what, does. I tell you what did my head in. Uh, not not just the video for um, for raise your snails, um, because the video is frankly fucking terrifying. It's something else, isn't it? That it, video. It, it is. I watched it once, and it's it's been in every dream I've had since. <laughs> Do you know what the, but, the best thing about that video? Just, that, you, you, you'll you'll remember, like you know, through the sands of time, going back to about nineteen eighty nine, and you at MFN, and there was an earache. Yeah. And say, right, do you, do you want to do a video? Yeah, of course we want to do a video. Yeah. Um, and they bring in a like whatever, and you're even given storyboards on cardboard and all that shit. Uh, and so on, and your video's going to look something like, okay, you know, yes, no, whatever. All we did with with Andy was we turned around and said, he said, what do you want? I said, I want it to look like the marching hammers out of Pink Floyd. That That's that's as much remit as I said, and Steve would have said something else to it. I said, just the marching hammers, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. That's what came back. Yeah, we, <laughs> we pretty much said just have fun with it, mate. Yeah. He it's, was just like, yes, it's, it's, but, it's but it, the th- the thing is that there is a like there's a definite fucking dark edge about it, though. You know, there really <laughs> oh, is. no shit. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was just like, that's 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 a bit unnerving. No, 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 this. <laughs> I like I like that because oh, yeah, oh, because I time. think. I, I, I think it's um, I think it's appropriate for gentlemen of our age, um, <laughs> um, you know, to be slightly odd, and and I think the video sits with that. Well, mate, to be honest with you, I've got I've got some original Gerald Scarf Pink Floyd for the wall artwork behind me. Nice um, animation cells from the movie itself. I am um, a, I'm a huge fan. So as soon as you said like. That all of a sudden I was like, right, okay, now that it makes, makes sense, sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now no, the, and now the whole, the, the whole inching stales thing clearly is is like nod to the hammocks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. After that, the guy went off the scale with it because you know, I mean, you know, there's so many moments of genius in there. The dog turd still cracks me up. 
it's the, it's the, the, the snail shells next to the helmet on the crosses. Yeah. I mean, it's all sort of, I mean, it's just one bit after the other, but it is dark. Prisoner of war with a yeah, yeah, yeah. bird in it. So, yeah. Even, I mean, Pilko's fucking brilliant i think you used yeah. to have it yeah 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 he did uh well, he, he's, he's done um he's done two lyric videos for us he did the man yeah. who became himself and then he did the um he did the ripped apart video yeah. um and uh and both are just like you know i mean well the, the man who became himself he just he gave us the finished video and he said like you know tell me what you want you know tell me what you want me to do with that just watched it and it was like there was about there was about 15 seconds that we just wanted to like mess about with, and that was it, done. Yeah. You know, um, he's a man who knows his craft, which is for sure. You know, it's exactly what you want. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really no, no, he's, he is, he is, and he's, and the thing is as well, he's just so easy to deal with. Yeah, you know, um, and like you said there, Pete, all you had to say was like, you know, I want well, to. That was That's about it. it. Yeah, that was that was about it, and you know, it came back and he said, "Do you like it?" Yeah. We must be so hard to work with, you know. You know, yeah. here's, here's four words to base it on. He produces an amazing video, and he asks us, "Do we like it?" Yes, we do. And that yeah. was it. There was no re-edits, no change this, change that. It was just, yep, <laughs> he just got it. Yeah, and so it's awesome. Yeah, and to be honest, Clancy was the same with that. With the, with the producer. absolutely. We literally sent it to him, and he said he, he, he was asking loads of questions like, "Who do you want to stand out? watch your guitar?" To? He goes, "Mate, you know what you're doing. Just, just have fun." He was like, "Really?" No, I was like, "Yeah." And he sent the first one back. He was like, "Mate, you nailed it." Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was only little things like with the backing vocals, like bring that up a little bit or drop yeah. that. The sound was just like fucking straight away. He was like, "Yeah, brilliant." And and ultimately, it's like, it's a pleasure to work with people. Like, it makes life so easy. There's it's no, a, no yeah. Tension it's an it's an awesome feeling, isn't it? When you get some, we had this with Jace, where you just like you find somebody, and and I I now get why like you know bands reach a certain age and they just like like Maiden, like everybody hates Kevin Shirley's production, but Maiden are just like they're at a the stage in their career where like, they're like he gets us, we like him, we yeah. get on, we're never using anybody else because yeah, that's it. can't be fucking bothered. We we found the guy. Why would we go looking for another guy? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I just said Clancy uh, doesn't become too popular because I don't go out of our budget range. We've always always made a point uh, or always tried to make a point of, you know, life's golden rule, isn't it? You know, don't be a dick. Um, or, or trying to play to that, so we've never been drama at gigs. Yeah, you know we're always grateful for stagehands and people like that who are putting on, you know, working hard at festivals so the rest of us can have a nice time and all that kind of. So we don't cause any drama and we don't have any strops and any of that stuff. And, and it's the same with Clanson and no doubt the same with Pilkington and so on. So if you've got those kind of like-minded people around you, it just works yeah. out for yeah. a quiet life, isn't it? Look, look, you're absolutely right, and and I think it's like it's it's the gold. I've got a mate, a, a friend who's just um, uh, had their first film commissioned, and it's being it's being made. Uh, he co-wrote it, um, and he spoke to a, a he spoke to a, guy, a you know a friend of a friend who's had quite a few like you know films done, and they said. Um, and he said, oh, you know, there's there's a lot of script uh, the editing they want to do and blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, what, what do you think I should do? And he just said, say yes to everything because it's your first movie. You want to get your first credit and you want to be known as somebody who's easy to work with. Exactly. Basically. And I, I mean, I, you know, I do the same in my business development gig. 
I'm always I'm always saying to people, you know, if you can be everybody wants the same thing from life. And that is an easy life. And if you can be somebody who helps make someone else's life easier. Not a problem. Don't don't piss people off on the way up. Don't piss them off on the way down and generally be an all right person without rolling over and being too easy. Yeah. And and, and that's about it, isn't it? You know, it's not it's not massively difficult. Yeah, I mean, the music industry for our level as well is very, very small. So you're going to come across the same people all the time. Mm. Yeah, so, correct, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. So why upset them? <laughs> why why upset the small pond? Because yeah. it's yeah. a very short career, otherwise. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but that's but that's also how you end up. That's also how you end up with people doing you favors. Of course it is. Yeah. 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 That's no. uh, it's. I funnily enough. Um, my friend is a co-writer. He, he, he said he someone told him a story about like you know two major Hollywood like directors. You know, sort of like you know Spielberg, Scorsese, not them, but um, having a conversation. And one was saying, "Oh, I'm going to be making this movie, and I've got so and so in mind for the lead role." You know, and and the and the other and the other director just went, "Oh, you sure about that?" He's like, "Really?" He goes, "Oh yeah, total knobhead." And he was like, "Oh, fuck that then." <laughs> So, so yeah, so this this actor does never, ever, ever even gets a sniff of this movie that this director had him in mind for because someone else has said, knobhead, hard work. That's it. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. nobody wants that though, do they? Yeah, it's at every level. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know what industry you're I think, in. I think even more now though. Actually, you know, this is that trying not <laughs> to get on, not trying to get onto age related conversation while we're all sat here rusting in, in little <laughs> but. but, but but, but it's the truth is, when, you know, you can be a bit more of a dick when you're 20 years old and a bit more cocksure. I don't think it's I don't think it washes at this yeah. point. No. We can't we can't be bothered about it. And you would look a proper knob end, wouldn't you, if you were if you were like that now. So well, but also but then, it, it's, it's but also it's 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 hard work. Being a dick at our age is, actually, is actually hard work. I would th- I would yeah. think it is. I totally agree. Because it just pay, it just makes everything you try to achieve that much harder. Because <laughs> people yeah. automatically start backing away, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how many? I mean, just thinking back to again to first time round, the amount of support bands that we had. I mean, I presume you were the same. But they came swanning in, demanding this. That, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just like yeah. fuck off, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the but the best thing was at that point, and you're absolutely right. That's what was going on. You know, they probably lasted two gigs in their entire career. Yeah. They in. Yeah. You were playing like the Golden Diamond in Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, 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 you know, somewhere like that. You know, it wasn't exactly Wembley, was it? It was like some some back room of a pub. I mean, come on. Well, I've got um, I've got a mate on face. I'm mates on, on Facebook with um, one of the people who um, uh, works at Audio in Glasgow, which we've played many times. It's, yeah. our, it's our new Scottish home. It's the new Edinburgh venue. Mm. And um, we played uh, and she put on Facebook like, you know, two, two bands. Yeah, it's not a good idea to call somebody who works here a cunt. We, d- no. we don't make the rules. We just enforce them. And, you know, this poor girl didn't deserve that. And I commented underneath and I said, and I bet that they are fucking nobodies. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. just, it's always the same. There are people who think because they're in a band, they're above everybody else. Weird, and, and it, yeah, it is, it is a strange thing. I, we have, thankfully, second time round, we haven't come across it. 
don't think I've bumped into anybody this time around. No, I can, no, I can no. certainly think of a few cases first time oh, um, yeah. <laughs> of, of bands we supported or bands who supported us. I can think yeah. of quite several, actually. Um, and, but um, now I don't think, you know, I, just think, I don't know, I think the world's a slightly better place at the moment. It, it is. Again, again, I think... Around where, we, you know, in our small world anyway, it feels like a better place. I think again with festivals like it's the crews are really on it and know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah make life so slick. easy, and it's just like brilliant. Yeah. So I think in general, you, you just don't get the same trigger points that you used to get. Mm. No, I'm sure you can be more of an arsehole if you're about to fly out about an hour and a half after you're set, and you've got to be in Portugal and then Spain and France and Germany. You know, yeah. maybe it's a bit harder. But when you're like us and we're just swanning in for a day out, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice bit of catering. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's, it's, it's literally it, though, isn't it? It's like the nice gig. Is, yeah, the gig is a given, right? I want to. I want to see how well we're going to be treated, like you know, backstage. And it is. It's catering. What's on the rider? You know, if the toilets is the dressing room heated? You know, has it, has it got a roof? Yeah. I will. I will say that Sharon Osbourne. She pushed in front of me at the feud queue in Donington. I was not happy about that. I thought, who the bloody hell do you think you are? <laughs> and the simple answer is she's Sharon Osborne. Sharon Osborne, yeah. I didn't say anything. I was like, Sharon Osborne. How dare she push him? You should have kicked her in the cunt, mate. <laughs> it is a thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, come on. Roll back to, what, 86, 87, right? Yeah. You know, Brad, Bradford, Queens or wherever, right? Yeah, and, and and there we are between us all, um, <laughs> have, have in the same lunch queue as Sharon Osbourne and Nikki Six. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's yeah. a thing, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I know, I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, it it it, it still it, it still boggles my mind if I'm like doing a podcast interview and it's like somebody somebody from like a band that I admire and yeah. like and that they've even heard of of acid rain never mind actually know what we're like or or played our stuff or in some cases fans do you know what i mean it's like it's just it, it doesn't compute yeah it's fun that's yeah that's the thing again though isn't it it's great yeah no absolutely absolutely um so look getting back to the album there's two great guitar solos on it <laughs> have, you, have you noticed them? <laughs> can you can you uh, can you tell who I was out for beers with last week? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yeah. How, how was the invisible guitar player? Oh, mate, I'll tell you, we had we had an absolute blast. Great, it was it was awesome. I'll tell you why we met up offline, um, but it was oh, it was so much fun. Um, we just there was a couple of other guys from his crew there as well but they left early and we just sat there for about two and a half hours um i you know i wasn't drinking um four four pints of stella later um i was drinking and um and we just talked about the old days uh we talked about you know ian gangwa god bless him um and, and it's the first time i'd had a chance to talk to somebody who was in the band with him who knew him as well as i did um, and that was that was that That's was cool. Yeah, that was that that needed to be done. Really, that needed to be done. And um, and we just talk, and, you know talked talked about all sorts really, and you know just where he's at. And I, I, honestly, it was just it was just such a laugh. He's so a wonderful good. human being. I, I he is for ages. We we did have issues with uh, some of the solos because I'm not a solo player. Paddy's great at his line of fire solos, but not lawnmower ones. 
and he'll hate me for yeah. saying that because he did do one and he really wanted to be on there. But it, I mean, hands on heart, I we were just like listening, just like, it's a shame we we need something different on it. I, yeah. I had it in my head I wanted a really fast eddy style motorhead type solo, and I just I just messaged Kevin just said, "Do you fancy doing a solo over this bit?" He goes, "Leave it with me, mate." Half an hour later. <laughs> This this sort of rockabilly solo turned up, and I was just like, "Fucking hell, that's amazing!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and he, he just did it like that, and then so I said, "Well, look, I've done another one. Can you do? You fancy doing that? Leave it with me." Came back, and it was just spot on. And I, I phoned him up to have a chat, and it was almost like it's probably like yourself, you know. It was almost like he'd never been away. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it was just like we had a right good catch up. He was there with Padge in Padge's studio. We literally just finished it. You know, like Padge was in the background, howling away. But it, it was it was brilliant, and it, it's really nice to catch up with him again. It's what it's what his crying shames that he's uh, a distance away that you don't get to catch up face to face. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, we well we figured out that it was it was over six years since um since uh, that we since we'd seen each other. And, um, no, it's probably the same for us lot. I don't think we've seen him in in the past six. Oh, yeah. at, least, at least, yeah. Well, he's to blame for the whole acid <laughs> rain for like being back again. It's all his fault. <laughs> it was all his fucking idea. Pete, you were there at the time. I was there. We were at the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, we, we went it. across the road to get something to eat. <laughs> and I remember turning to you and going, This is doing my fucking head in. Yes, yeah, like no, 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 remember, yeah, no, and yeah, yeah, Coke, Coke was there. We, yeah, me, oh, me, you, yes, God, yeah, yeah. Coke, Coke was there, man, as well. Uh, but funnily enough, we saw him in um, Dundee in September when, <laughs> okay. we, when, we, when we played up there. He said, uh, brought his skateboard along, been, yeah, out, good been, for out, him. been out skateboarding that day. Honestly, he's well, just weirdly, he's exactly the same. Weirdly, I saw, I, I saw him last night, but it was because I was watching Man Down, and I suddenly thought. That's fucking coke. <laughs> 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 and he's on man down. <laughs> but I forgot he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, no way. <laughs> brilliant. Shit. No, I've yeah. completely forgotten that. Um, so, uh, I, I, yeah, and you're right. I think, funnily enough, Kevin and I spoke about this when we met up, but it's like it, when when you meet people from like back in the day or whatever, and you might not have seen them for 20 years, sometimes even longer than that, you know, 25, 30 years, whatever. And you bump into them and you pick up like like they yeah. went out the room and came back in again. Yeah. It's 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 and it's impossible to explain to somebody who's not been in a band. Yeah. yeah. Apart, apart unless it's Kev Ingleson, then I see him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the the day never went away with Ingleson. <laughs> oh, he's a top man. Oh, I love Kev. Man. Absolutely yeah. love Kev. I go to the match with him all the time. So so you know, me, uh, nearly it's probably daily I hear from Kev. Yeah. Oh, so that's he's, brilliant. He's, he's on fine fettle. Oh, that's so, brilliant. And still too handsome for his own good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just he's just a top lad. I mean, I, it's um uh I, I mean I got you know reanimated played a few shows when they came back, didn't they? Oh, yeah, 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 played yeah. with played, you. Played, played with us, played with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Fucking old oh, hey, this bit it's just a wild and crazy ride, isn't it? <laughs> So, um, I, look, I have got album related, some album related stuff that I wanted to ask you because oh, I did. No, have you got some questions? That's, that's... Well, no, no, not really. Yogurt, not really. Fucking okay. no. You've not listened to you've not listened to talking bollocks, have you, Pete? <laughs> I, I don't ask no, fucking questions. Been, we, we've been in here before, mate. We know what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, um, and I, listening to the album, 
um, a couple of things came to mind. First, at firstly, um, Agency of Cobb, the album closer. Are you worried about accusations of selling out? Because, no, I, no. because it's it's so serious and and. Um, <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, the juxtaposition of obviously, you know, it's 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 comedy done straight, yeah. But it's 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 okay. a bit. But there's 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 an edge to it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's almost like a War of the Worlds kind of shit going on there. Well, oh no, there's definitely War of the Worlds going that, on. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, for for me, I mean, it's why it's the last one on the album for a start because it was so different to everything else and. There was a little bit of a discussion about whether it should even go on it, and I was adamant that it bloody was. I, I love it, by the way. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was because it was so different, but it would have sat wrong if it was the first song or mid-album. It's perfect as the, the one, like, fucking hell, what's that? Um, but selling out, I wouldn't say it's selling out. It was just... <laughs> I'm just pulling you flunker, mate. I know yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I think it's, uh, it's. I don't. I don't think it's. Serious. I, I think it's a great song. I mean, yeah. Steve and I have got some some love invested in that track. Steve yeah. particularly, um, because he got it and and was a big. And I remember vividly the day of going down and because I got some vocal ideas and and, and doing those with it. And, and it just dropped into place. Yeah. And it was like, this is yeah. fucking great. But I mean, War of the Worlds, yeah. I mean, it's Terminator. It's, yeah. it, it's just a reworked Terminator. But, it, but it's great. Producing Cobb, but it really, really works. And I just think, I don't know, I just think it's a, it's a good song. It's, it still sounds like Lormo. It's probably yeah. heavier than we normally get. Or once it gets to that midsection of after, um, it's heavier. Um and it's really got some balls to it, that track. And um, it's, it's, but I just think it's a yeah. really interesting one. Yeah, it'll, um, be, it'll be a Marmite song. Some people will think, well, yeah, if they don't like it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah but, it's, one, in the, but it's, in the perfect, it's in the perfect place, though, if they don't yeah. like it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't play if you don't yeah. like it, don't play Al- it. It's album's fine. over, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. It's got one less track. But it, I've got to say, I'm, I, I know where you're coming from. from it's, it's the one I'm looking forward to the comments on. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you know, uh, you know the label haven't been daft by proposing which three tracks have led the album in. You know it's not it's it's not like we've gone and challenged somebody with a song like that as part of the lead in. Um, they've gone front and centre, haven't they, with uh, with the leading tracks. Um, so I think there's a couple of tracks on there that will challenge people a bit. But I think mm. Cops are really real. Big ba- I mean, it'll never get played live. There's no way we could ever do that. <laughs> no, but that's but but the thing, but that's also kind of like 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 there's there's words I'm going to use now that I never thought I would use about a lawnmower death song, and these uh, which are uh, cinematic, yes, um, and majestic. There's a. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but there's the, the, as soon as I heard it, I was like, my ears just pricked up, and I was just like, oh, hello. Well, I remember, I remember sending it to you in its early format because I was I was struggling yeah. with it then, just like, is this a Lomoa song? Is it a Lomoa song? And my original one was, it, it sounded like a James Bond theme tune because um, the original keyboards were quite naff because I've only yeah, got I, 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 I'm, I'm starting to remember that now because I, it's so long ago. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, 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 certainly listening to that did not remind me of, of what I'd heard all those years ago. Yeah, and exactly. It was very much a... What we're doing, so this was pre-Pete doing his vocals as well. So, um, and like I said, I was going to—I think I called it uh, Cobb 007 or something ridiculous. 
And Pete came up with the agency of Cobb thing, did the vocals. And then that made the keyboard sound a bit weak. So I was like, well, I don't know how to play keyboards. So uh, I reached out to Matt Burton, Evil, Evil Scarecrow, and just said, mate, you know, here's my shit, Mini. Can you do something better with it? And he came back, obviously, it was keys. And, so, and all the choirs, which I didn't know until recently, were singing Lawnmower Death Do Smelly Farts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know to listen to it, but that's what he programmed into it. So that's what the choirs are all singing. And, like, <laughs> and, he, and he, he did all that to it as well. So that kind of brought it to life again. You know, it was just like... Yeah. <laughs> So again, uh, I, I think if anybody tells us we're sold out, it's probably because we've written a song over five minutes long. Yeah. Well, that that was that was my yeah, that was my point. Is that is yeah, yeah. that, is that it's, it's it's vaguely apparent. it's vaguely not funny and nearly five minutes. You know, if, you know if, you're doing, if, you, if if you're not doing crossover at thirty seconds, uh, we've sold out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, one one of your one of your fucking sellouts. One of your favourite songs of mine ever. Is um, uh, see, seen, not heard. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I, th- I ge- genuinely think that is that is fucking genius. That song because it's like it says everything about the scene. In a brevity is a gift. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is what people don't realize. Somebody, somebody mentioned it the other day. I, was like, I seem to be doing these interviews every night at the moment, and and somebody's point was, how on earth did Clancy cope with you giving him? you know, 25 second songs, you know, when he's come from Possessed and Machine Head and Death Angel and, and that background. He said, how did he come with it? I said, well, surely it's the same thing, isn't it? It's still a song. It's just, yeah. it's just that big, not that big. Um, yeah, what's, absolutely. What, what's the difference? If you can't say it, in, you know, with someone like C, you know, it's, that was it. There's nothing else to say. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, also, and it just also, takes us five minutes to say it in Cobb. Yeah, that's yeah. All. But I, look, I seriously, I, I love, I love that track. I think it's, a, I think it's an awesome way to end the album. And it's also, also, I felt kind of like because of its kind of cinematic feel and everything, it, it almost feels like at the end of the song, it's almost like, right, well, sequel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it yeah. does it does it genuinely made me like put me in the mood of like oh right what's next mm, you know where does, where does yeah where does that's an idea you know, just wh- wh- just think of those 47 vocal stems i can send you oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> it's my, it's my, it's my favourite comment, by the way. I got far too carried away when I was home recording. This is what happens when you're recording on your own um, in your back bedroom and sending vocal stems down. You start getting loads of ideas, so you start... To- and I was sending him 20, 30, 40 vocal stems for a song. Oh. Not like All I got oh. back was this glorious comment that says, you do know we're not fucking queen, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Pete, Pete said, oh, I've just spent my lunchtime doing some vocals. Oh, all right, great. Be interested to hear what they sound like, mate. I'm sending them over now, and it'd be like some fucking Dropbox file that took three days to download. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd look, and there'd be all these stems with no meaningful names to them. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, no, it'd be like left grunt, right something. <laughs> left, <laughs> And so, of course, they're all centred when I first play it. It'd just be this fucking noise. And it'd be like, what on earth? What's this? And I'd just have to sit and go through each one. And I swear, I, one thing I'm going to do, 
at some point when I can face it. Pete makes the most interesting noise between <laughs> vocal. So I've got all these cuts where I've had to edit and do the engineering thing of silence and cut where Pete sounds like he's either rectal prolapsing, <laughs> orgasming, <laughs> murdering someone. There's all these weird uh, uh, sort of noises in between. I'm going to make a concept album. Oh, it, 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 is, it is amazing the the noises that come out of uh, when <laughs> when when you're like you yeah. know when you're going to do a vocal take, like just take just taking in the breath beforehand. And and sometimes like I, I've got some videos of me where it's like um, you go you, you go start a vocal take and you go, and you go no so I missed it I missed it go again but but then but Jason's like keeping that <laughs> I, I don't think anybody realizes unless they've had to do it that I I, I guess if you're um, a singer a vocalist. Um, and one of note and one with tune and all those kind of things and you're trained and you're using your diaphragm and all the other stuff you should do. It's probably a very different experience. When your job is 30 seconds of silence followed by 15 seconds of ranting and grunting, there's always going to be a little echo on the back of it because your body just lets it out because yeah. it's so aggressive when you do it you there's always a little bit of, uh, at the end well, it's hilarious. Well, not well, luckily, intentionally it just it's just the way it is well luckily I, I luckily i get to do both and um and and you're right it is there there's like it the body the body leaks <laughs> yeah. for God's sake, I, I can't remember the last time I stood up off the sofa without making a noise. You know, there's, there's always a, as you stand up or something. You know, it's that's been fifty something. You know, so if you do it vocally like that, there's gonna be you, you're gonna get those little aftershocks. Yeah, without you a doubt. enjoy them though. <laughs> it is that's going to form the basis of the next one. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we could get somebody to do a remix in the background. It'd be great. Oh, it's, well, one a, 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 another question that sprung to mind whilst I was listening to the album um, is, um, what's your fucking problem with Phil Schofield? <laughs> there's, no prob- there's no problem. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. He's yeah. brilliant, but he's top value on Instagram. And no, there's no problem with Phil. He's just Parko had a dream. Parko, he was outraged. It was actually Parko. It wasn't a dream. It was um, he went to sell his car and he went to webuyanycar.com and hit the fucking condom, basically. Right. So he had this real problem with Philip Schofield being based on that. Now that's where that came from. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact. I love the fact that there's a chain of of nonsense running through that <laughs> that, that that song. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> It's just a rant. There's there's a lot yeah. of ranting. It, it gets quite. I noticed times. This I know, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of ranting, but again, you know, they say, I keep saying we're going to mention age, but it, this is age. You know, it's just good grumbling territory now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've we, always done it. We've always grumbled about. Stuff. Always grumbled about yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just grum, grumble more now and got a platform to do it on. Yeah. Um, as going back to the Ray, raise your snails video, mm-hmm. right? I presume this is your snail. Snails are oh, easy. So, so, so snails, yeah. snails are horns. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Throw your horn. Get get your old fist of fury out fist for the old fist punches. Put one on top of the other. Right. It's, okay. It's, it's just it's just a fist on a horn, and the, there's your snails. Raise your snails. Well, that so, all came from Ali. That was a London. No, I know when I first did the snail. 
I'm, this is so retro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. This is about 1992, possibly. Um, sporting Overkill at, um, oh, did you that? at wow. the Astoria. That's the very, very first wow. time we did the snail. Wow. I, I don't know where it came from. We just, but that's when we first did it. That's when it's as far back as that we first did the snail. <laughs> next, next, next time I have, mm. next time I have Bobby Blitz on it, on here, I'll, uh, I'll ask him. <laughs> I'll see if he remembers. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he, he probably doesn't because there was all sorts of stories about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we couldn't use their ramps. <laughs> oh man, the Astoria died. Yeah. Or, or, made, or it, made me sad. Now I have to. Or why, or why we couldn't even use five percent of the stage? Yeah, we got two percent. But, that, <laughs> but that, that was the that was the rule back then, though, wasn't it? And well, you just yeah. and you and you just went, well, fuck it. Yeah, you, can have, you can have one bulb and two percent of the stages, lads. Good for you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and your, yeah. and your name spelt wrong outside. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, that happened to us many times, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's happened multiple yeah. times. Yeah, but uh, the, the one for me with the snails was Ali Pali because uh, obviously we've got a very very bemused teen audience in front of us because it was bullet fans. So it was just all these fourteen year old bloody emo kids. Oh fuck me! I remember that. Yes, yeah. Kev, Kev Kev got you that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what started. It all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. It was somebody, somebody found out Kev was in lawman out of the bullet. It was either it was Padge. Uh, it was a Padge, and just said, "You've got to get back together, come and support us." And uh, it was Pete's fortieth fucking mm-hmm. three hours on. We've been going, doing this again. Yeah. Um, and I phoned Kev just to see if he wanted to come to Pete's birthday as a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Kev was like, oh, "I can't, mate. I'm out with bullet." But how do you fancy uh, getting the band back together and doing a one-off? It's Kev again, isn't it? Yeah, he's to blame for this as well. Yeah, no. He's to blame yeah. for you as well. Yeah, fire yeah. starter, twisted well, fire starter. Yeah, what's yeah. going on here, mate? Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually James Dunkley, because it was Dunkley who had joined the Bullet Tour. Uh, right. And he saw Kev and went, fucking hell, it's Kev from Lawnmower Death. And that was somebody went, pardon? <laughs> and like, obviously, the Bullet crew never knew that Kev was Lawnmower, so... Yeah. Dunkey wow. is the actual one to blame for it. Really. But yeah, you got them doing the snails, and now there was all these like kids who are willing to put their hands up and do everything. When Pete just said, put together, what have you got? You've got a snail. Like they're all looking at each other, like, bastards. <laughs> like, literally, it was like, you know, do this, do that. Look at that, 10,000 snails. <laughs> so, well, this, well, the, the next logical question is, um, uh, you are you? I mean, I know it's quite hard to say at the moment, but are you going to be doing some live shows to promote oh, the album, guys? Oh, um, yeah, we've got we've got gigs. Um, as we say every time, it sounds like a stock roll out up politician answer now, doesn't it? We're, we're not capable of touring. I don't think there's a, from my side anyway. Personally, there's no desire to tour. I think it was horrible first time. Never mind now. <laughs> um, but um, we, we've got gigs. Uh, I mean, they keep moving. Uh, I'm just in the throes of booking a Christmas show for July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the last one went right up the old flute. And so we're just waiting for that date just to lock in. But it looks like Christmas in July, which will be hilarious. Um, we've got Manifest, which I'm quite excited for. Yeah, that's I think that's, that's looking really, really tasty, that. That's going to be a proper day out, that one. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I think we've got the eternal uh, hard rock, Hell, yeah. spring break thing for about the thirteenth time with you, um, uh, and and um, yeah, that was just announced, wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, I think he's been moved to 23, hasn't it, or something now? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. About the, yeah. I mean, at some point, we, we, we're all going to Yarmouth, aren't we? Hey, at, at, um, at some point. At some at point, some we're point to, yeah. at some point, we're going to go to Yarmouth, and 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 yeah, there'll be you know there'll be, there'll, there'll be other stuff, you know. I mean, we've got yeah, a couple of chaps going on in the back. So I, I think it's the usual thing. I think I think for us, festivals are us. We like that. Uh, we yeah. love the um, whatever they be. I'm 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 going to remain optimistic just because of the way it's going with the album. That um, interest seems to be coming from other quarters this time, which hasn't necessarily happened to us. That you know the Europeans are interested in us, and the Americans are interested in us this time. Um, and maybe that might just open the door for a couple of interesting trots out to uh, some festivals uh, abroad, and that'd be nice. So I think, and, and then club gig wise, I think I think we're all the same. That you know, this should be an event, not necessarily a tour. Um, yeah. and it, it keeps yeah. it a little bit fresher and. And stuff like that, and 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 so I think it'll be the same same kind of ethic. He's just well, wait, seeing what happens, it, I guess. It, yeah, it's, it's a difficult selling it to do clubs. It really um, is at the moment, yeah. isn't it, for anybody. I well, I, I mean, we we got we got six dates as a four piece in September that we just played, and yeah. to be honest, they were they were pretty well attended. Um, uh, but having said that, we've been touring pretty much at least a tour a year since we came back. Yeah. Um, um, the only uh, the only thing I'd say about Europe is um, yeah. don't get don't get your hopes up because of Brexit. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think anybody's pinning anything on it. I think you know the only. I no, think, but it'd be lovely to do, I, though, I, wouldn't it? It'd be it lovely would be, to do. I think that, that, that there's a really different thing going on. I mean, you know, um, it's probably different for you guys a little bit because they've been on MFN and. Um, uh, and, and so on that you know you you did go out with like dark angel nucleus on people like that um but we were you know when we were going into europe we're very much seen as a punk band in europe so um right. you know we played on bills like that um and even you know we didn't go out a lot but we we did go out some but i don't think we particularly had press interest and stuff like that and, yeah. and we were doing one um doing one of the big french magazines um uh the, the other week you know typically very arty um, as well, with it being the French and so on. And he was summing it up and he said, Look, back in 89, whatever, he said, if you wanted fast, there were bands that were faster than you. And if you wanted heavy, there were certainly bands that were heavier than you. And then we hadn't got a clue what you were talking about. Um, so, we, so we ignored you um, because, the, you know, but he said, Brilliant. This new album's amazing. And, and suddenly they get it. Right. Um, and, right. And, 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 you know, I mean, quite why we got seven or eight pages coverage in decibel (laughs) i mean that's just insane you know we're going to give you no coverage at all but now have eight an eight page you know epic written about stuff like that suddenly people seem to have got hold of it and we're doing interviews in poland and so on it goes um it's all over so i I don't know it's a slightly different vibe something might Something might just shake out, and something absolutely might not. And if well, it does, I hope it does. I hope do, it does deal with it when it comes. If it does, you know, yeah. it'd be it'd be the same thing. It's no yeah. different to going to download or bloodstock. It's a great day out. It just might involve an aeroplane to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, guys, that is a that's a perfect place to leave it for now. But um, uh, that's that's the main interview over. Now I have um, subscriber questions for you. 
And that's where the uh, interview ends. If you are not a Patreon subscriber, there's also, there's a, they, I mean, they hung around for about another 25 minutes answering questions and we went off on tangents. There's also about 10 minutes of build up to the interview that is also available to patrons. So basically patrons get about an extra half an hour. So maybe it's worth jo- signing up. You know, I don't know. There's a link in the podcast, in the description of the podcast called join the Patreon uh for the podcast that is all i am going to say um other than i have to mention also you you can get the whole thing front and back on youtube it's a laugh quite disorganized anyway one thing that i wanted to shout out is that the fact that um i've been quite freaked out recently and um mr cooks actually before i go on Lovely to catch up with Pete and Steve. Fucking absolute diamond geezers. So pleased with them. The album is definitely worth a listen. Whether you're a fan or not, um, it's definitely worth a listen. Personally, I am a fan. I do like it. Um, and yeah, you've just, it, it's, it reminds me of old times. Um, but anyway, on to something that freaked me out, which you will see in the YouTube video, which is um, this week I took delivery of an action figure that has been created of my good self. Now, it is a one-off. It's not going into production. Um, I will be putting it up on the Talking Bollocks um, uh, socials. And it's um, it's been created... I mean, it's, just, it's bizarre to have a... Um, to have a action figure of yourself. It's absolutely just completely fucking bizarre um so anyway it's created by mr cook customs that's mr dot cook with an e on the end customs with a z on the end um and you can also find the shop mr cook customs on etsy.com that's etsy.com and search mr cook customs on there um it's absolutely fucking brilliant it's just i mean and slightly disconcerting at the same time <laughs> but it's just fucking amazing and i am just tickled pink by the whole thing honestly it's incredible anyway anyway thank you mr cook um now after all of that gushing it's time for an apology and my apology is to phil desard of holosade um, because the interview coming up now was recorded in fucking July last year and I wondered what had happened to it when I changed laptop I stuck it in the cloud and for some reason it didn't sync with uh, my new laptop and I found it the other day and I was just like oh my fucking god I can't believe this so Phil if you're listening apologies mate um, I'm blaming ADHD as opposed to just being a forgetful dickhead but um, yeah what can I say it's a little bit late coming out, to say the least, because um, uh, Holosade also released a new a new album, which was last year now, so it's not so new. But it is called Anastasis. Um, I think that's how it's uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, it's out on Dissonance, the same as Lawmo Death. So um, you can get so Dissonance is now with um, Cherry Red. You can get yourself the new Lawmo Death album and. Um, the recent, because I can't say new anymore, because idiot here. Yeah, well, I've explained. Um, you can get Holosade Anastasis while you're there. So, here is Phil and I's conversation from July last year. I'm sorry, Phil. I'm sorry, mate. Oh. Hello, Phil. Megan, yeah. 
Hello, it's Howard. Hello, mate, how are you doing? Hang on, have you forgotten that we're doing this interview? I thought it was last week, to tell you the truth. <laughs> right, okay. I thought, what, what a cunt, he's let me down. Oh, mate, I'm sorry, no, I, I, I had it as this week. No problem. Oh mate, look, I, I, look if, if we can we can rearrange if it's um, if it's not a good time, not a problem at all. Not at all, but yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, right. Well, I, well, I do apologise. Yeah, well, I'm surprised I haven't had an abusive message off you. <laughs> well, sometimes people can be, you know, it can be uh, ill or something happened, and I thought, well, just leave it. If you, if you remember, it's like, oh shit. Well, no, I thought it was last week. No, no, it's not a problem. Cool, cool. No, you're absolutely right, though. You know, you know, you you never know what's going on in other people's lives. You know, it's like pe- people stressing out over not getting replies to a message, and you know, I know they've read it. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what's going on in their bloody life. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, I know what's going. I know what's going on in your life. Uh, a new Holocide album. Yeah, yeah. Um, After all these years, yeah. Well, I, I know. Well, yeah, right. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you got the idea for uh, putting an album out. After all these years, from what? A stu- no, exactly. What? 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 A stupid idea. We most. We both. Exactly. We, we both fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, man. So when did you? When did you start? When did you start thinking about it? We got a. Um, I had like a, a brief encounter with uh, the guitarist out of. Not, not the original guitar, it's not obviously not Jack, but the lad that we did like we did like a few gigs and stuff like way back in nineteen ninety, um, and uh, I got in touch with him again. Well, we had a brief encounter, met at like a at a bar, and he said, "Oh, do you fancy getting a band together?" And I was like, "No, it's not." But a bit like you, what you are about Kev, you know? Yeah. Um, the other way around, and um, I was like, "I don't know, I don't really bother." Anyway. It, we had no intention of doing any like gigs or anything like that, but it was more to do with um, doing some recording. You know, he said, oh, "I've got a few ideas." I said, "Yeah, I've got lyrics. Let's, let's do it." That's how it stemmed. And then we didn't want to use the Holocid name. You know, it was like a bit of a cop out. We thought, mm. and then um, after a while, we said we brought an album out under the name of Armature. Uh, we brought that in nineteen, come out in two thousand and eighteen. That one, right? And then. Um, we got in touch with, I got in touch with Steve Beatty and I was talking to him and I said, oh, and he, he mentioned like the Holocid thing. And then I got in touch with Mark Palmer and he said, fucking just use the Holocid name. You know, I said, everybody else is using the name. It doesn't, you know, so it's, it's some credibility. You might be in, you know, a big band, but you said you were in, you, you, you were in the Kerrang, you did all the, the stuff like way back. I said, yeah. And that, that's how it stemmed, you know? Right. So did, so, so, did you act so you, it, it wasn't that you had material? Did you just think, right, okay, let's let's write a new Holocide album then? Basically, yeah, yeah. That must. And like I said, we didn't want to, We didn't want to use the name at the, at the start, and we, we me and Paul, guitarist, me and Paul decided we'll come up with a new name, come up with a new band, and we did some gigs and we did this up the other. I said, brought an album out, and we got decent reviews, and it was like just afterwards, like first, just thinking about it, like. We need to get a little bit further forward, but it was like hitting a brick wall, as you know. It's not the same as when we were younger. You go get gigs and this, that, the other, but now it seems to be really difficult. And then, so I was just like on a chance at um, 
contracting blood. Remember that, that book we did interviews for? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like you said, Mark Palmer had said he'd read it, and I just said, oh, I just got in touch with him. We just had a bit of discussion, and he just said, it, it was him that suggested using the name again, you know? So, aye. Oh, right. So how, how, did, how did Mark Palmer get involved then? Well, years ago, we, I, I brought an album out when I was like 20, 20 year old, I think, uh, under the, in a band called Dark Art, which was side of Roadrunner Records. Right. 1984, it was like British heavy, new wave of British heavy metal at the time, you know? Bloody hell, mate. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that. Well, it's not the best album in the world, I will tell you the truth. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but I mean, again, he's, when you're young and daft, you're just like, well, oh, I've got an album out, we're on Roadrunner Records, and fucking hell, we're going to take on the world, and nothing happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that was the time when Thrush was coming in as well, and, well, yeah, we were like, kind of bit of the guitar, didn't want to do all that, you know, so, yeah. 84, yeah, 84. Well, it was, it was okay, but, like you said, that's how, and Mark Palmer, my palm was like a T-boy, like the runaround. Yeah. You got to touch with Mark Palmer, or you, it, it talked to Mark, and Mark will put you in touch with the big boys, and that's how I knew him, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, um, but he, he he said, oh, there's no chance of getting on nuclear blast. You know, that was the thing. At least he told, told us straight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I, 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 had the, I, had the same com- I had the same conversation, um, yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, there was, yeah, nuclear blast was never going to happen. Mm, it's a shame, but it's you know, they got so many different diverse bands again, aren't they? I mean, stuff in Europe is different from the stuff in the UK. But I don't know. It's up to him. He's the MD, isn't he? Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, ultimately, I think it's it's also a kind of like the age of the bands as well it's like if you know if, if we'd both been a lot bigger names in you know back in the day if we'd been a lot big i'm i'm sure they'd have been more than interested oh, yeah. but ultimately i think we're you know we we both sort of fall into that almost almost like sort of cult band from from back in the day mm. Mm. um yeah i understand that and it's just like you say it's it's pounds as well isn't it it's money yes he, he, he's looking at that and he was exp- I probably told you the same thing it's not, it's not back in the day where you sell like loads of stuff and make loads of money record companies haven't got that, that clout anymore yeah um, and obviously they can't afford to put on tours and stuff like that record companies and a lot of it's like self-financed and all that you know so it's uh, a mad mad world why anybody wants to be in a band I fucking don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Said uh, said said the two singers who reformed their bands with no with no original members. <laughs> well, I say Paul was Paul was a Holocene member. Um, uh, well, yeah, fair he, enough, mate. Fair enough. Yeah, he, he was he was an original member. He, he wasn't the original member, but he I mean, was. It was Jack. Jack wasn't the original member. He was coming after second guitarist. Yeah, true. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I, I I tell you what, mate. I still I. I've I still remember um, going over to Blue Strike Studios and um, and popping our heads in when you guys were recording. Um, That's right. Hell House. Yeah. Remember going out for a curry. Remember, and I I also remember coming to see you guys rehearse when we were sort of 
we, you know, we were, we were, we were looking for a new, uh, looking for a bass player to fill in for us. I mean, I felt terrible for you guys. I really did. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, at the end of the day, there was no animosity, you know. That's yeah. A, that, that's, a, you know, it wasn't, we didn't fall out. Mac, Mac didn't want to, you know, he, he was like, you know, he apologised and just said, you know, I, I, I'm going to do this. And we're like, good luck, you know. Yeah. It was the same with Michael. Michael Lee. I mean, that was a, that was the rottenest trick in the world when that Kevin, was it Kevin Nixon? And he, and like, more or less took Mike home from the recording and like, and basically said, leave these and join Little Angels, you know? Yeah. Which is like, you know, a treacherous thing to do. It, yeah. Um, it, well, especially if you're, if you're, you know, it, you, you're looking after a, if you're looking after a band, you've got to look after that band. And it's, you know, it's, it's never a good idea having, you know, having a manager who's got more than one act because that's when things like this happen. Well, that's what he did, isn't he? Just like, yeah. It, it wasn't interested. I mean, he pushed he pushed us around a little bit more than what we did because he was was he our manager? Yeah, and yeah. and to to be honest, um, I I think I think the I think the ninety nine point nine percent focus was on Little Angels. Oh, definitely. And and any and anything and the point one percent was basically. If if us lot or you lot brought you know brought anything interesting or or anything like that, then uh, we you know we might get a um, we might get a mention. But um, no, I'm, I I remember we all um, we all had a meeting and we basically we just sort of sat there and went, well, you know, we're not convinced that you're basically doing anything for us because you're just always out with little angels and you're always doing stuff with them and you're never doing anything with us. That's right. Um, and uh yeah well you know the, the, these things happen don't they i mean you know you look back on it now and just think it it it, it was an experience oh definitely definitely you know i mean probably wouldn't have got like well would we have got signed up to another cup right i know you you got like music foundations when we signed up the power station one yeah but he was but the idea was that he was going to push us on I'm the same, like trying to say, you know, both of us, I said, Ray and Ola said at the time, he said, we're going to try and get you on a bigger label, you know, probably not, but probably thinking like, you know, trying to do what Metallica did, but, um, like you say, he was more, he was more the uh, Little Angels man, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, we, um, uh, they, they approached us initially for, for a deal on Power Station, and because I knew I knew Phil who used to work there I knew Phil who he, right, he, he used yeah. to work he used to work in a record shop in Harrogate and I didn't know and I didn't know what had happened to him and then I had some industry book with all like you know management and stuff in there and it was like Phil Hopwood song management oh I know him so we sent I sent the demo um and they came back to us and offered us a record deal and I was like okay well and I was like all oh, right let, um I'll just take this to the band and mm-hmm. and in, and instead, what I did was I rang Music for Nations <laughs> and, <laughs> and said, "Look, we've been offered a deal. We've been offered a deal already. So I just want to know if you guys are interested." And I remember it was Andy Black who was on the phone, and he said, "Who's offered you a deal?" And I said, "Power Station." And he just went, "Well, you don't want to sign for them, do you?" <laughs> well, you probably thought at the same time it was like your company. I know it sounds ridiculous. Like you didn't have to travel all the way down to London and stuff and do this <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? That's what we thought. We thought, oh, they'd be quite local to us then. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
ridiculous thought. <laughs> well, to be honest, uh, I was I was completely obsessed with the idea of signing for Music for Nations because um, well, yeah. it was I mean it was the label at the time, and then. I later found out that Andy went in to see Martin Hooker and said, I've just had some guy on the phone from a band called Acid Rain who said they'd been offered a record deal by Power Station. And apparently mm. Martin Hooker turned around and went, oh, well, that's going to piss Power Station off then because we're going to sign them. Right. <laughs> and he was like, oh, right, OK, uh, as I found out many years later. Um, but, of course, the first, uh, our first ever, Acid Rain's first ever um, London gig, sorry, no, our first ever headline show anywhere was the Fulham Greyhound with you guys. All right. And it was, I mean, that was more of a sort of co-headline, wasn't it? At the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, I played there years later. It's a bloody, it was, it was a bloody comedy venue for about 10 years. Right. And, and now, and now like all the venues we, we played, it's just a fucking pub. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, oh man, those those were the days. But anyway, look, I'm I'm going off about going off about the past. Um, when you you know when you decided to put a new Holocene album together, that mm. is there. Do you know? Did you find yourself sort of summoning up that sort of you know that headspace of all those years ago, or is it more a case of right? Let's do something that as if you know as if we were you know as, as if Holocene was around now as opposed to trying to recapture the good old days because that's what it sounds like to me yeah it was it was that, that thing you know i mean i was like thinking fucking hell do i really want to stick a mask on again you know <laughs> 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 like, well then i was thinking well kids fucking do it and then you're a 70 year old bloke aren't it? 70 year old fellas you know getting dressed up and makeup and all the kit and i thought well, yeah yeah trying to like like rekindle is that the word i don't know yeah word, i don't know like that type of thing, trying to like, no. But like I thought, well, if people come and see us, like you know, anybody else that doesn't well, probably wouldn't remember the band, but it was like you know, there's something a little bit different. Or why at all? Yeah, definitely. And and I've got to say, mate, the album sounds fucking great. It was all done in house, you know, no recording studio. Really, you've done it all yourself. Really. Mm-hmm. And you and you got yourselves a session drummer. Yeah, well, he did the Armatura one as well. Right. Um, we got his, uh, the guy that was, we recorded in York, funny enough, in York, and like, again, in, in somebody's house upstairs in the bedroom. It's ridiculous in what you can do now. But um, he said, oh, I've got this guy in Portugal. He's a great session musician, so we've got in touch with him. And consequently, he's like in Moonspell now. Um, so he's like, he's a good drummer. Very really good drummer. I've never met the guy. Oh, so. yeah. that's 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 how it's done these days, mate. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So were you so were you laying vocals down in 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 some bedroom somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some cat litter on the floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cat wandering in. I think oh, this is weird. Weird. Mm. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Um, are, are you are you going to be um, are you going to be getting out there and playing some live shows as well then? Well, that's a, that was the idea as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did we did some way way back. We did uh, Aberdeen, Glasgow, Newcastle with a, a Polish band. Funny enough, which I can't pronounce, but that's not not the Czech or something they were called. 
they're like a Julius Priesty type band, you know. But they had a, quite a good following. But it was strange because all the people who come to see them were Polish. You know, they sang in Polish, and we were we we support them on three days. But <laughs> get, it was quite quite decent um, crowds come to see them as well. You know, it's weird. Polish Polish band. Yeah, well, we're we're um, you know, we're 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 that little, little bit older, aren't we? And so it's it's it's. It's amazing, like seeing you know what what pulls and um, you know and the kind and the kind of crowds that um, that come out as well. Um, mm. I mean, you know, way way more females in the audience than they used to be. But I mean, to be fair, at Acid Rain gigs there was probably only about three women in the crowd back in the day, so that only means it's six now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's. it's uh... It's it's good that the that scenes come back again. You know, it's like um, the, the you know the fresh stuff, the metal stuffs back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the landscape's completely changed. We've been through grunge. We've been through you know new metal and everything else. In fact, I was saying on a podcast recently, we're prob we're probably due another um, another genre to suddenly like you know appear. Um, you know, we had funk metal, rap metal, and 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 you know the other ones I mentioned. We're we're, we're mm. due another we're due another something metal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it's it's got to the point now. I mean, I was listening. I can't remember the name of this band, but it come up on my feed, and I was like, I was I said, just don't like it. You know, it was metal, but it wasn't. It was really it sounded like metal, but like jazz fusion. You know, it was really off off timing and everything. Right, uh, very cl very clever musicians, but it was like I couldn't listen to that, you know. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't listen to it for you know for an all album. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of jazz myself, so you know. So you can imagine that in a, like a metal consequence, you know, that sort I, of thing. Where I, I, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of the band, but it's you know, so you could check it out. But it's really, really diverse. It was just wow, what is this? Well, there's, there's going to be some. There's going to be some people listening who are thinking, "I know exactly who that is." So when this episode comes out, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. Um, and by the way, thanks, thanks for coming to see us in uh, in Scarborough back in 2019. Not a problem. Not a problem. Thanks for catch up. It, it was. Yeah. It was. It was also. It was also nice to be. Um, nice to be doing a gig in such a insane place. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, a huge teepee in the in the uh, you know on the British seaside in December. Mad wasn't it? It was good, good crowd though. Good, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a good crowd. It was a good night as well. Um, you know, we, well, we, we we had a blast, and um, uh, yeah, there was um, you know there was there was there was I, I think I was saying at the time, you know, we had members of Reanimator there, we had members of Holocide there. It was it was great. It really it it was really cool. It was really cool to have like you know Mike from Reanimator was there. You were there. Uh, Matt came Matt. along as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, well, you couldn't get anybody else to come. You take it's like pulling teeth sometimes. Like go and see us there. Uh, it's a bit far. It's yeah, fucking hell, man. I can go down. You can come down mm, midweek. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. I know, no, and that's like, that is exactly the, that's exactly the problem you face when you're trying to sell tickets. I know it's it's still the same. Yeah, so it's 
Well, it's bizarre that, like, say, one, uh, another, like, big name band and everybody fucks and you can't get a bloody ticket. It's all about that first pass. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? It's like, I don't, I don't get it. But I, never did, I never did. I never did get why people go and see one band but won't go and see, like, a local band. Or they go and, they'll go, like, and fuck to watch a fucking covers band. I never got that neither. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that is, well, that always does my head in, along with tribute bands as well. Yeah, well, I think I did that. I think I actually said that when we played at Newcastle. I was holding it as amateur. And I just turned around and said, Oh, thanks for turning up. We were an amateur tribute band. You know, it's like, <laughs> people like looking, looking at each other going, What? What did you say there? The tribute band? <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, but well, uh, ultimately, like, I'm just looking forward to being able to just get out there and play bloody anywhere after, you know, after everything that's happened. Yeah, you got some quite good gigs coming. Up. You got that B B. What's it called? Bloodstock. B. Mageddon. Well, Bloodstock. we've got well, we've got yeah, we've got Bloodstock. We've got um, B. Mageddon. There's, there's a there's a few little bits and pieces around, um, mm. but of course, you know, we had a whole bloody tour booked and everything, and then it all went pear shaped, just like it did for everybody else. Um, and um, did you did you hold the release of your album back because of the pandemic, or were you were you were you recording yeah. it during it? We had to record it during as well. We only had like when when there was like the lockdown went back in not into lockdown. If that makes sense. We had like about two weeks and then we went back into lockdown. So in within that two weeks, we got the vocals done, but it was like a rush job two days. You right. know, two days. So, and like, and I wasn't very happy about it. And he said, "Well, that's all. That's all we can do. You know, we're going to have to rush." And that, no. No real overdubs on out. It was just like, there you go. To, that I'll have to do. I said, well, I'm fucking have to, have to pull up with it, you know. But yeah, yeah, I was I was a little bit disappointed that I couldn't spend my time doing it, you know. But yeah, yeah. So then, and it was put back. I think it was put back about six months. And like Steve said, oh, it's not no point in doing it, you know. Believe it. And then then he went, you know. That was like a fucking brought that out of the blue, wasn't it? He's like, yeah. Uh, I didn't even know. It's just like. I got like a thing from the sales of Tom, Tom Doherty, and uh, he said, uh, Happy New Year. I said, oh, What the fuck's this? <laughs> and I rung Steve up, and he's like, Oh, I sold the company. Yeah. Uh, everything's, everything's okay. Get into to Dan Tobin, he'll, he'll sort it out. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, just like that. Yeah. Bizarre. Totally bizarre. Yeah, I know, because that's, that's, that's where, that's obviously, that's where our, our album is now. Um, mm. um, and yeah, and we're, you know, we're, we're free to look around. Um, and do whatever we want for next album, but um, yeah, it, it, it is kind of weird that that you know dissonance just got just well, it didn't disappear. It just got bought by by Cherry Red. Mm. And um, have you had, have you had good dealings with them? Not really. <laughs> right. No, it's like, it's like uh, is it like oh, we've got this album to pull out this band, you know, and it's like uh, you know. Been very, very quiet. Don't want to, honestly. I don't need to want to spend any money. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, I guess it's it, also the pandemic has had a, a huge effect. Oh, definitely, definitely. Although, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean to get back in touch with Dan anyway. To ask him, like, say, what's what's the next move? You know, are we can we do another album for you or whatever? You know, but he's not being very forward. What's Danny his phone number? Yeah. Well, I well, yeah, I let's uh, let's let's hope he let's hope he subscribes to the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could, he can, uh, yeah, he can, he can drop you a message um, and answer all your questions for you. Yeah, true. Um, true. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I, I, we were really lucky with Music for Nations because they were, a, I mean, they were a great label. You know, they were all really sound people, but um, and bang into the music. Not that people who work in record labels now aren't, but I think there was something about that era that you know that was just different. You know, it's, it's a completely different time now, mm. um, and you know, ultimately. I think it's just a case of it's just a case of get the album out there, and then you've just got to do a shed load of gigs, and you know ho- hope that you can kind of build some buzz, get as many interviews as possible, all the rest of it, um, right. and and you know just be just be telling everybody about it. I mean, I know quite a few people who've um, who've got the album, and um, and they all speak highly of it, mate. So you know, all right, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, we. We didn't want to do. I mean, again, it's a bit like it's like you asked to win. But you took your format, you're the last album in the age of entitlement. Excellent album, by the way. But Thank I you. really like it. Oh, but, cheers! But it's it's not as like when like the uh, the fear and that and then obnoxious. Yeah, it's not the same. It's but it, but it's, it still works. You know. Yeah, it still works. It still works. And that's the same people saying, "Oh, you won't, you won't have that right, that, that, that right, you know, that sound what we have." I said, "Well, you, you can't after all them all them years. It's going, you're not going to bring exactly the same sort of album out after thirty odd years." Well, exactly. It's not going to, it's not going to stay in the same. My voice isn't the same. You know, I yeah. can't scream. I can't hit them fucking notes anymore. Um, so I dropped it down at all. But I, that's what their Mustangs done. That's what that field's done. You know. They, Joey Balladonna, even live, he drops it down. You can tell. But the, but this know. is but this is what I, this is exactly um, a point I was making um, to to a friend earlier, and just saying, look, even if you know, even if Acid Rain, even if Holocene had stayed together all these years, you still wouldn't sound like you did thirty bloody years ago. No, no. You know, we'd sound completely different. Yeah, well, that's that's it. But I think. I think at the end of the day, if, you, if you're happy with the music, then it's okay. If you like, you know, I mean, like I said, get back on the dark out. When I did that, I was like, I said, 20 year old. And it was like, first time in the studio, I shipped myself. I was like, what, what's going on here? It's a studio. Under pressure, take this, do this. And when it come out, I thought it was a fucking bad shit. It's like, what the fuck the hell is this? It's crap, you know? Um, but, but the last two, the last, like I said, I was really proud of that. And then, because it was done on the cheapest budget, you know, yeah. three grand or something like that. Uh, done in a week, the whole thing. Um, and then, so the Armature one, very happy with that. I'm happy with it. The Anastasis album, it's, you know, I'm happy with it. Like, so I was happy too much of the vocals. I'd like to have to spend a bit much time, but wouldn't we all? Everybody would like to spend six months doing everything, yeah. taking everything, having another go. I can do that better, I can do this better. But, it wasn't to me, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm glad that got people like it as well, and you'll be the same as you for your album, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like it, do you know what? It just feel, it feels like um, it feels like an itch that I had to scratch. Mm. You know, it just it it had to be done. Um, and and you know, it's my it's my favorite Acid Rain album, and um, 
there's just it, I don't know there there it, it just to me it feels like the album we wore is capable of making but never did um and certainly from a personal point of view I feel like that you know um and coming back you know putting out a, a new Holosane album after all these years um was there any was there any kind of sort of nervousness on your part as to how it's going to be received no not really like I said if I'm happy with it Paul was happy with it I mean we were like just you know me and Paul it was our baby at the start with Armature but like I said we were happy with it yes yeah understandably if people don't like it and like slag it then I would have been a bit pissed off you know so you can't hate it because it's I mean I think it was the Spanish guy who said it wasn't thrashy enough you can't, you know, yeah, we never were like a proper no. thrash band. No, you know, no. you know, thrash elements. But then again, I don't think Megadeth were ever a, a thrash thrash band, like later, like later on, and like um, Euthanasia and stuff like that. Sort of thrash yeah. album, Metallica, fucking loads of a thrash album. Yeah, you know? so you yeah. can't like pigeonhole people and say, well, you know, again. I think people want so much and if you don't like it then don't listen to it that's what I think but I, you don't. I always thought of you guys I always thought of you guys as like a fast new wave of British heavy metal band well a few people have said that yeah and I, I'll take that any day because like Iron Maiden was a, was a big influence well when they come out I was like oh I'd like to be in like, I'd like to be in a band like that you know because that's <clears throat> especially the fast Iron Maiden stuff yeah yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're, you're pushing well. against an open door there. I think, I think, you know, we'd all we'd all love to be in a we'd all love to be in a maiden like brand, that's for sure. Maiden Metallica, early Metallica. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, that was well, that was a, that was just a game changer, one of them coming out. Well, it changed a lot of like people's. Uh, I remember listening to that like Anvil. They were like. I think it's March of the Crabs. It's like one of the like instrumentals. Oh, sticks to me. One of the best instrumentals. Just because it had that... It's like that. It's like, what the fuck's this? And then <laughs> and then Metallica come. It was like, whoa! That's like Anvil on fucking speed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Especially like, say, the Fillmore album. It's like, whoa, what is this? Well, the, the thing is, as well, it's like, it, I mean, we're, it, this is proper, like, two old men talking about metal now, but um, <laughs> you know, but, um, but, but back in the day, I mean, you know, I, rem- I remember when there was, like, there was hard rock and there was heavy metal, and that was fucking it. Yeah. You know, and then then thrash came along, and then, you know, and then we started seeing a bit more glam, and now, I mean, there's, what, you know, oh, se- 70, 80 genres within, within metal now. It's mental. It's mental, isn't it? It's like you said, there's like extreme death metal, metal, black, I don't know, they just keep giving it another name with a metal stuck on the end of it. Oh, uh, dude, dude, one of my favourites, Nature Core. I've never heard that one. Oh, yeah, 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 that's 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 one for the older podcast listeners as well, because I, 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 I had a good laugh about that a few years ago, yeah. Nature Core, I mean, you know, bands literally, like, you know, singing about nature. Right. Oh man. So you know, fucking hell. Mind you, we've got a we've got a song on our album called "Within the Woods." So maybe I should shut up. <laughs> That's a great track. That I really like that. Track. Oh, thanks, mate. Cheers. 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 It's like, uh, my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that's mm. that. Now that's interesting. I mean, writing Holosade lyrics is not something that you've done for 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 quite a, quite a time. How did you approach it? I think, oh, in the back of my mind, I used well, I'm not saying back of my mind, back of the vaults. I've always like had stuff in my head, and I started like writing stuff down quite a while ago, like bits and pieces, you know. I don't know, like not not poems, but like little little ditties and stuff like that. And then it just builds up, and I was like, I've got all these, I have all these, like, I've still got probably about 70, like, lot sets of lyrics that could be worked into songs, you know? And I'm not joking, I've got at least 70. Wow. Um, and it's like, oh, it's maybe based on, like, that, but something to do with horror, like, but that's, that sort of just gets stuck in my mind, you know? Um, keeps saying, you know, I don't know why it keeps saying, you know, you know? You know? <laughs> oh, don't worry, everybody <laughs> does in an interview. You know? You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I had all them, I had them all like sort of like worked out, and then put on the thing with the computer. You can like store all the stuff and keep keep the lyrics. So yeah, that's yeah. Wow, bizarre. So did you? So did you start combing through those and think, right, you know, which, which ones do I think are the best, or how did you go about it? Um. Probably chopping and changing because, like, if I if I hear a tune and it's got like that, you know, it's got some sort of vibe, I can get the the, the melody going in my head, and then I go, oh, I can see, well, I can, and to me, it's got to sound like it's it's going with the, the music. Yeah, well, that sounds ridiculous, that you know, but you, you could, like, you say you could sing about, uh, like, say the, the birds in the trees are flying around and they're all nice with the things going around, things that you know. The nature stuff, but it's got to, to me, it's got to have like that sort of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got basically the, the, the music and the lyrics, uh, as somebody once said to me, I think it might have even been Kevin Nixon, you know, if, if, if you've written a song about nuclear war, the bass, bass, the bass line's got to sound like there's a nuclear war, the guitars have got yeah. to sound like there's a, you know, it's, it's, the, the theme of the song has got to be reflected in the music right. as well as the lyrics. That's right, yeah. So that's, that's basically what I used to do. I used to like listen to the stuff. I don't know how you worked your stuff out, but I get the music, listen to it over and over again, make a new song, and I think I can put that in there, I can put a verse in there, I can just put that in there. Then I, then I put chorus, verse, 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 and then I'll, I'll dig out what I've got, try and sing that along to it, and if you don't fit, I'll change it a little bit, and then maybe steal something from something else I've wrote and merge them together. And then... After a while, I'll keep changing bits and pieces, maybe too much sometimes, and then it, I'll go back to exactly what I wrote at the beginning. Right. And I think I've done that. I've done that, and, think, and then I'll come to the guys and say, "What do you think of this?" And then I'll do like a demo, and send that across, and they go, "Yeah, that's fine." And that's that's basically how I do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that similar to you, or yeah, do you do... yeah. I mean, yeah, not not. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I'm. It's kind of weird. I like lyrics. Just seem to. I don't know. They just seem to sort of uh, match songs. That mm. do you know what I mean? It's like you know, I'll get, I'll get some music. I'll get some music sent through. When we were doing the album, we were working on the music, and um, I remember I, I I wrote a song um, on the Saturday morning. And we were we were due to rehearse on the Sunday, and we started working on on a tune on the Sunday. And I was just like, I wrote the lyrics for this yesterday. 
that and they really? just fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, it just comes together sometimes. You just kind of like, yeah, the it's almost like you know, you write you write some lyrics completely independently. Someone writes some music, and then you know, you you hear the music and you go, these were made for each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've done the same. Exactly the same. Listen to some of the bats. I've got exactly the idea. I know. I've got some lyrics to fit that that tune. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it good is. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good note. Yeah. No, it is. But also, I think it's a lot to do with what you were saying as well. Is like when you hear when you hear some music, it's like right, okay. You know, how's it making me feel? Is it making me feel like I want to like you know smash stuff up or or celebrate or you know dance around the front room, whatever? And invariably, however that's making me, however it's making me feel, I'm thinking, do I have any lyrics that reflect how this music's making me feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. then and then it's kind of you, you sort of put it together that way. Yeah, yeah, um, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, sometimes I think as well is is you know sometimes it's it's almost like writing to order as well because I, you know, I'll I'll have I'll have written a set of lyrics that I desperately want to use, and I'm like, right, I'm just going to keep you know I'm going to just write some fucking music until these words fit. <laughs> I've done that before myself, exactly. Yeah, yeah. These are two, these are, these lyrics are the best lyrics ever I've ever written. That they've got to go into a song somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what? Do you know what that song? That song I was telling you about. That I like wrote. I wrote the lyrics. You know, on the Saturday, and we rehearsed on the Sunday, and it all just came together perfectly. And probably my favourite line of lyrics on the whole album isn't on the album. We had to dro- oh, no. we had to drop the line. Um, and it was it was one of those. You know what it's like. You know what it's like when you demo a tune, and you demo it, yeah. right? And it and it fits perfectly. But that's invariably because it's programmed drums, and so they're not particularly busy. And then over the course of the next six or nine months, through pre-production and everything else, lots of little intricate bits get added, but mm. you, that you don't hear in rehearsal. And then when you come to deliver the line like you've been delivering it all the time, but now it's now it's recorded and you can hear every slight accent and and there's like offbeats been put in there that you weren't that you weren't aware of and all the rest of it. And I was just trying to deliver this line and it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't mm. work anymore. And I was just like, this is ah, oh, I, I yeah. just couldn't believe it. So yeah, in the end, when it came to the mix, it was like, look, just take that line out. And use the same line from the end of the last verse. <laughs> you know. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm. It, it, but it's one of those. Do you know what I mean? It's like I hate admitting defeat. Well, yeah, yeah, because you wrote it and you really wanted it to work. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like really nice couplets and a nice little kind of, you know, a little sort of rhythm, a, a kind of little rhythm within the rhythm, you know. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just like. Uh, Fucking hell, you know. But you know, you know what they say in movies. You know, sometimes you have to kill your darlings. True, 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 true. Yeah, you know? mm. and and some really good stuff ends up on the um, on the cutting room floor, and uh, and yeah. you know, that's life. So, uh, but anyway, look, enough of uh, enough of that. Have you um, have you got a permanent drummer sorted out now? Not uh, at the moment. We've got somebody in mind. Um, a, a guy again. He's more like a session. He's, he's been in quite a few, but like local bands and tribute bands and whatever um, pretty good drummer called Mickey Kerrigan um, I mean the only band 
like he's been in Blitzkrieg. Ah, right. Uh, one of their formations. I'm not sure he's done an album with them. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, so he, he's in mind. There's another couple of guys that could possibly do it, but it's um, you know yourself. It's like quite difficult getting a, a decent, decent good drummer. You know. Yeah. There's so much. There's plenty out there, but I say they, they seem to be in quite a few different bands, and obviously, if it's their job as well, yeah, it's, it's difficult because you know yourself. There's no money involved anymore, so you don't get like <clears throat> you don't get any big bucks for doing a gig now. It's like you know, at least you don't have to to pay for them. But it's, it's such a shame. Mm. Yeah, I mean the li- the live scene is 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 definitely. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it's different. But then again, there's just, you know, music is different. You, you're, you're fighting for, you know, you're fighting uh, in a marketplace for the attention of people um, where there's just loads of stuff that, you know, there wasn't around before, obviously, yeah. you know, the internet, but also, you know, gaming and everything else that's that's out there. Um, you know, mu- music is just, a, it's just another kind of, you know, end form of entertainment or pastime that is fighting to be heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did a we did a, like one of them battle of the bands, but first got couldn't get any gigs. Well, there was gigs there, but this was like a decent venue. Yeah. So they, they said, "Well, you shouldn't really be on because you're signed to a label." I said, "Yeah, but it's a shit label, really." It's like <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I, I tell you what, I really hope he is listening to this. <laughs> No, it's not there. It wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't. That was. A, this is the amateur one. This oh right. Is, uh, okay. And I don't. And I don't mind knocking him. Mighty music. I was. I was. Um, I, I was like, yeah, fucking, li- li- yeah. Listen to the Holocene interview and listen. Li- listen to Phil get thrown off the record label. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was mighty music, and it was uh, the Danish label, and yeah. And it was anything but mighty, was it? Um, it was a bit of a rip-off merchant. The guy, you know, he promised us promised like but a lot of things and it didn't happen you know yeah. it's one of them ones where you pay to get the distribution and then he's going to have to do this and he's going to do that and it never happened and I put something on the Facebook which was always a mistake and he's like you're disrespecting my company and you're going to take me to court <laughs> I was like oh hold on a minute um, I didn't say you're a rip off merchant I just said be careful of what you sign to other bands that's what I said and I shouldn't have said that because it's be careful on bloody <clears throat> Facebook. Anyway, um, where were we there? I've gone off the tangent there. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you just weren't forthcoming. You know, that was a thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and I, that's a similar tale. It's like poor communication from usually means um, you're either getting ripped off or you're getting dropped. Yeah. So yeah, we did this gig, like I said, they, they let us on, they said, well, you can, you can do this gig, and it was like four bands on. And have you heard of, have you heard of Dong music? Uh, no, I don't Where think you, I you just get dressed, you get dressed up as animals. Right. And you jump around the stage to music. You don't play anything, you don't play any instruments, it's mm. just a backing track, and you just, you just hit, hit each other's head with like things, and people get, get up on the dance floor, and smash bottles over their heads, it's, it's Bizarre. Is this is this some, like, is this something that's exclusive to the northeast? <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never fucking heard of it, and I was like, "What the fucking hell is this?" And we were on after them. I was like, "Oh, we fucking go on after that." 
like, and then there was a band like, uh, what do you call it, uh, Blackstone Cherry. It was like that, that type of band we're on. So it's a complete contrast. Yeah. Um, and then we got into the second, we've actually got, we got through that round. That's like, if that fucking dong man wins, we fucked, I was just back in. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> mental. <laughs> Uh, um, we didn't get any further we didn't even win the battle of the bands that's fucking bizarre some um, doom band won it uh, doom well look you, you already you already had a label so you know you can't complain too much you can't complain yeah it was, just, it was to get somewhere you know somewhere decent to play that was a thing yeah uh, yeah we didn't like gig experience the other guys that hadn't, hadn't had much you know so uh, yeah, so, it, was, it was good fun. Was so you're going to try. So you're going to try and get as many dates sorted as you can, um, as soon as you well, can. We, well, hopefully, when it's like this COVID, like does like not rise its head again. It's like whoa, it's like in bloodstock. Bloodstock. What people have been like putting on there is it going ahead? Is it definitely going ahead? Because like who's just pulled out there? Somebody else has. So Ginger have pulled out, haven't they? Yeah, and, I mean, uh, well, it basically, it's it, it's it's going to end up being a UK festival. Um, uh, except you know, Devin Townsend will be on, and um, and you know, Judas Priest are already uh, are already in the UK as well, I think. So, you know, I think Andy Sneaks, um, and Creator are definitely uh, you know definitely still on. So you know, the headliners are, mm. um, and I think and and as far as aware, as far as I'm aware, Violence are uh, uh, are still still coming as well. So you know, it's not it's, it's not it's be. not all bad. It said they had pulled out today. Really? Yeah, yeah. Violence and ginger. Oh, they put they pulled they pulled today. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I did. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, because somebody was saying is it going ahead? It's like you know, or, or cause they were like, have you heard of ginger? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ukrainian, Ukrainian, yeah, Ukrainian band. Well, they seem to be like an up and coming. Like lots of lots of people wanted to see them as well. So oh, she's got she's got an she's got an amazing voice. Yeah, I saw them back back when they come over the UK. We were supposed to play this tiny venue in Newcastle, and I thought there's fucking no chance, no chance. It held about a hundred people. This venue it was booked, and then um, I said they had to change the venue because they played the university, and it's packed, absolutely packed. Um, yeah, and I can understand why people are disappointed. You know, if you, if you, it's unfortunate a lot of people still want to just go and see one band. You know, um, and that's, it, I'd say getting back under these gigs. Hopefully, hopefully this COVID will, will definitely go away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and well, then we can't, and then, yeah, then we could get some sort of. We need to get some sort of agent sorted out as well. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see it inverted commas going away um, purely from the point of view that um, you know the last pandemic was a flu pandemic, which was 103 years ago, and mm. we're still offered flu shots every winter. You know, it's not gone anywhere. So I think it's it, you know it's we're just we're just going to become you know hopefully more immune to it over the years as things go by, um, you know and and hope and hopefully things you know will get back to some sort of normality. 
Um, but I, I mean, I still consider myself lucky, you know. Um, you know, I I haven't had anything. None of my family has. I haven't lost any friends or family, and I, and I know plenty mm. of people who have. Mm. Um, yeah, I know a couple of people that's lost their mum. So yeah, yeah. Very unfortunate, right? But you know, they've got to, got to look on the positive side all the time, right? Haven't you, Kang? Absolutely. Sort of, you know, when it first kicked off, it was so depressing. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. It was like, oh no, is this it? And I got really, really like down at one point. I think, fuck my car. Okay, all the gigs got cancelled, and it was like, it's not just the gigs; it's the hotels. It's you travel. You get there, they try and get claw your money back. You know? It's yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. But, well, I say light on the horizon. There is, yeah, and you're right. You know, there were there were some really really dark times in there, and when and and who knows? You know, we might we might still have some dark times again yet. But it certainly seems with you know with the vaccination rollout that we're we're at least looking. You know, we're at least looking like we're going to be able to get back to some sort of normality. Mm. Um, and mm. you know, festivals going ahead and. You know, our gigs are going ahead and tickets are selling. People are, you know, people are still keen to, you know, go and see live music. And I think that's that's a big thing as well. You know, yeah. people actually be willing to, you know, to go to gigs. Mm. Such a shame. It's such a shame, really, though, that, that it's took. It's, it's always. It all seems to be the music that gets kicked into touch first, or gets re, re like say, reunited, and it's like oh. Sports can go in, like say in the Olympics, you get the football, and it's like whatever's been going on, the cricket and everything, tennis, and then uh, oh, we can have a festival. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, oh okay, it's like always, it's always the same, isn't it? I don't know. It's all, to me, it always seems to be like music seems to be the one. It doesn't matter about them. Fuck them. You know, sport sport makes more money than music. Well, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah, I think I think. Um... I think when we say football is just is so community based, and the fact that it's week in week out, and you know it affects so many people, I you know I understand I understand that, but it's I, I must say I've been I've been pleased to see plenty of music test events being done as well. Mm, mm. You know because that's it means we can get back to it. I mean I saw those I saw pictures of um, therapy on stage at the Steelhouse Festival in Wales I last saw, night. Yeah, yeah. A few, few of my mates went down there, yeah. About four or five of them went down. Yeah. They said it was, you know, it wasn't to capacity, but at least, at least they were in the field watching bands, which is like, you know, that's what we all, all want. Everybody wants that. Well, not everybody, but people who appreciate it. Yeah. Um, in a field, watching bands, drinking some massively overpriced flat lager. Can't uh, beat it, can't that's, you? That's what we want, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, can't wait to get into back that. Well, look, that's that's a that's a good place to leave it, that mate. Um, no, yeah, no problem. Look, no problem. Um, no I, I, I apologise for not for not ringing you last week, and um, <laughs> clearly we got our wires crossed. But look, it, it's been really good to talk to you, mate. And um, anytime you're in the area, you know, just drop so where, in. Where are you now? Where are you now? Well, I'm I'm, st- I'm still living in London. What in London itself? Yeah, or yeah. I, I've been down here twenty seven years. Right. So any t- yeah, any time you need a, any time you need a, a a place to crash, mate. I've got a spare room. You're more than welcome. Oh, nice one, nice one. No worries, no worries. And that was Phil and I's somewhat out of date chat. Entirely my fault. Um, and um, I do get hold of Anastasis. Um, 
it's it's a it's a great comeback. Get hold of Lawnmower Death, Blunt Cutters as well. And what a, what a UK thrash special that has been. Um, it is in fact just the first episode of the year, but it's pretty damn special. And I got to catch up with people that I don't get often to often get to catch up with that I share many years of happiness with. It's like it's like catching up with um, with old old I don't know partners, wives, girlfriends, husbands. Uh, I can't explain it, but um, it's just really cool to be able to, um, you know, have a podcast, an excuse to catch up with all of these people. And the reason that is in existence is because of you guys, because if there was nobody listening, I'd have stopped doing this years ago. So thank you, each and every one of you listening to this. So you enable me to uh, basically catch have an excuse to uh, catch up with people that I haven't seen for ages. So thank you very much for that. Keep supporting the podcast. Support all the bands who are on um, all of the podcasts. We're now coming up for two hours. How is that for a fucking episode, Hey, eh? Get in there. And it's even longer. It's about two and a half hours if you're a patron. So maybe it's worth signing up. Okay, I said I wasn't going to mention it again, didn't I? And I have, like a complete twat. That's the best thing about TV, isn't it? You can record your TV, you record all your programmes you want, and then you can fast-forward through the adverts. Well, I mean, you can fast-forward past these bits. In fact, probably most people do. I'm probably speaking to about three people on the podcast right now. It's like, right, end of the interview, fuck off. I'm, done. I'm not going to hear him talking his usual shit at the end, talking his usual bollocks. Yeah, copyright. Howard H. Smith. Um, so, yeah, you know, remember to tune in, one for the old school, um, at some uh, every two weeks. There is going to be more movie bollocks. There's going to be more old bollocks with a good friend, Stephen Ivey, old head. Um, there is going to be more episodes coming out. There's, I've got some really cracking interviews in the can. One with a hardcore and metal legendary drummer. And I've also got one with somebody who is just from the world of metal. You may well know him. But he's kind of behind the scenes and kind of a... Well, anyway, look, I'm... Yeah, I'm teasing you now. But and there's but there's more to come. There are loads of interviews to come. And it's going to be another exciting year in the land of the bollocker. So make sure you spread the word. Tell people about it. Because if you don't, I'm coming round your house and I'm kicking your fucking ears in. All right? As always, it's a pleasure to be in your ears. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, look after yourself, and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Now, fuck off.